it's rare that I do a podcast with artists I've never met about a show that they have created that I know so little about. So this is podcasting on the edge. Yes, yes it is. Um, please introduce yourselves for me, would you? Yes, my name is Julie Ritchie. Eleanor Kahn. And you are the creators, no, two of the several dozen creators of the greatest theatrical idea I've heard of in a very long time, the theater experience known as Forts. That's the one, yeah. Um, it's all right in the title. It's all right there, isn't it? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 881, Let's Build Forts. Filament Theater is located in Chicago, and its production of Forts is now playing at Writer's Theater, which is located in Chicago's North Shore suburb of Glencoe. Julie Ritchie, Filament's founding artistic director who conceived of and directed Forts, and Eleanor Kahn, who designed the physical environment for Forts, sat down with me last week and tried to explain to me just what exactly Forts is. I mean, it just appeals to the kid in every in all of us, doesn't it? It does. I hope so. Am I right, if I've read the credits correctly, Julie, that you get some sort of separate credit? Is this... I, I is conceive. I conceived... The, the concept of fort building in right. general. Yes. Thank you. you. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Congratulations. And, and yet, it's not a project that can be done single-handedly, is no, it? Because it's so design-driven, sort of, you know, although my role in it was kind of like directorial and, and you know, in to the extent that there's a script in like a nonverbal piece of theater, but that the design so transcended what typical dramaturgy would be considered because it's inextricably linked to like the way that the show functions itself. So we are, we are sort of like a, a full team. It's pretty incredible. And I love what you've done with this space. And I wish the, um, I wish this was a video podcast, except that's a lot more work for me. Um, um, but it's just, it's filled with couches. There are lamps hanging from the ceiling. There are fairy lights, places to color, empty boxes, carpets on the floor, what is forts? Is it an, an experience, an event, a traditional narrative? How do we describe it? Uh, I still don't know how to describe it. I've told my dad about it, and he did, it took him a while to understand that like there weren't actors. So when I said show, you assume actors, people on stage, and in fact, there are none of those things. But it's more than just like an experience, because it is a guided... But as we were saying, it's not like through a narrative prompt. It is through design prompts that are subtle and offered it, uh, to the audience. So they they do go through something that is like a curated experience, but it's so freeform that it's hard to describe it as like a show because you're not showing any. I don't know. Does yeah, I think you've really you've kind of hit the crux that what maybe seems like a softball first question. Like, so <laughs> what? <laughs> So what's this play about is like, hold on, what's play? Yes, yes. Um, play is key. Please, I like right, play. yeah. I think like one of the things that I'm really interested in just like as a, an artist making work specifically for young people is like this intersection of play the noun and play the verb. And that for its kind, you know, when we first started having these conversations back at the end of 2017 about, you know, what the, the sort of central question was, 
is there a theatrical production that we can turn completely over to the audience? Can we, is it possible to make a show where the audience gets to do what the actors do? And instead of having young people come in and pay money to sit in the dark and be quiet and watch paid adults have fun playing dress up and make believe, can we flip it so that we have, you know, the best designers in Chicago pointing towards Eleanor and and the team who's not here on this podcast. And she blushed on cue, thankfully. Of course. Um, Can we have, you know, like some of the most innovative creative minds in the, you know, currently working in Chicago all come together to design the fun that you have in your basement? And if you had told me during those early conversations in 2017 that, you know, six years later, I would still be talking about forts. I don't think I would have believed it because it's it's hard to remember that we didn't know if it was going to completely fit. Like the fact that it works and that it works so well and that it works in so many different contexts is... I'm delighted to come back and work on it again because I've watched the show hundreds of times. And today, there every performance, there's something that I've never seen before. Um, and, and that just seems really rare. You know, we say a lot in theater that, like, the audience, if, you know, the feeling of the show really depends on the audience. That This is like, <laughs> no, but really. Yeah. No, but really, really. It feels to me, as you describe it, like it's it's like an improv show, but it's not the actors who are taking the suggestions. It's the audience taking the suggestion and making the show out of what what they think they want it to be. And I don't know if they know that they... I'm cur- We've never really asked, like, did you know that... Did this? Did the sound of rain shift the way that you were building the fort? Oh. But the way that we, like, provide these different offerings do sort of, like, guide them through... This thing, and I don't know if they're conscious of the the improv. You know, like right. if they know that they're right. altering what they're doing based on the environment. Well, and that also we, it's you know been just a really iterative creation process where we come in with an idea, and then based on, I mean, in a really real way, audience response, then we're able to like sculpt what and how the timing of those offerings are. I mean, I feel like the ingredients have been really the same since it, like we kind of mm-hmm. set a palette of like, okay, it's cardboard, like what what's allowed in this world? Mm-hmm. Couches, rugs. I mean, even this time it's like, are chairs allowed? No, chairs are not allowed. It's only couches. No side tables. No side tables. <laughs> like there's a... No, these forts are not furnished. No, no, it's like a very tight palette of materials. Yeah. Um but then I think kind of tweaking the the timing of the offerings and the ethos and the sculpting of the mood um, is a is jointly between like responding to what kind of groups natural energies and how do we support that, but then also how how is it not just a place, but you know, what makes this just not a ball pit? And it's that there is a journey and an emotional journey as well. And today, one of the adventure guides who are the people sort of like overseeing and just uh, like secretly making some adjustments Uh as necessary. um, One of them had observed that like the energy level after like 10 minutes was like about to dip. And it was like right in that moment that like we'd already designed in, another shift in the environment which like amped back up the the mm-hmm. energy in the room and so like 
it's through those the sculpting that we do we have like cu- uh, curated this thing. I, know. <laughs> I feel like we still haven't actually said what it is we're getting there it's it's the journey it's the journey but my other favorite thing about that observation Mm -hmm. that percy made is that the two groups that we had today were a uh preschool class that walked here entirely of four-year-olds which usually is sort of a multi-generational audience unless it's a school group to so to have a mono-generational audience (laughs) of quite small people um and then the second group was a group of northwestern students who are studying sensory theater and that like both of them had the like okay i think we've reached the end of the potential of the boxes energy dip at the same moment before the arrival you know of sort of the next ingredient was like it's not you know it's not even just like oh it's kids attention spans or like whatever sort of condescending attitude you might have towards children but like that that it it there's just something about the rhythm of play that is surprisingly consistent and I've had grown-ups say to me oh my gosh is this like to your improv question Mm -hmm. oh my gosh is this just so different every time Mm. and in a way yes yeah but in a bigger way it's exactly the same every single (laughs) time (laughs) well I love that there's something inherent in the activity that has its own the activity has its rhythms regardless of who the participants are yes I love that I think the way that like you know Eleanor and our lighting and sound design like the way that they all have supported that through the the physical space really underscores the rhythm of that activity and I, lo- I love what you said to, I don't know what made me think of it, but but uh, my illustrator friend Jenny Mazels said, we all learn to draw when we're kids. And somewhere along the way, most of us forget how to draw. And similar here, we all build forts as kids with I lived in Arizona for a year, and my God, we dug so many underground forts and covered them with wood and and illegal and inappropriate sheet metal that could have (laughs) caught us and killed us at any time. This is Jenny Mazels, illustrator of Pop-Up Books and most famously of Pop-Up Shakespeare Book. And you are listening to the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? For the next two months, we'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged and the ultimate Christmas show abridged around the country. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Facebook page or Twitter feed at Reduced for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Julie Ritchie, the founding artistic director of Chicago's Filament Theater, who conceived of and directed Forts, and Eleanor Kahn, who designed the physical environment for Forts, now running at Writers Theater through November 26, 2023. So that's how it came to be here. Right. Um, so it's a huge learning curve for us as a team, honestly, because just like what Filament's audience is and as a theater that has an audience of families and young people because that's the mission of the organization versus being sort of housed at an institution that's not typically for very young children. Mm -hmm. 
and obviously there's like a lot of education work and this is great for middle school audiences as well but like a whole bunch of four-year-olds walked through this beautiful like <laughs> austere lobby and yeah. then it's like coming and knock stuff over right. so <laughs> like literally, literally they just it started with, it starts with towers of boxes everywhere and the the first thing was like Tink, 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 tink. Like, they all just went down. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. And then it was just 10 minutes of, like, who can stack the highest tower and then knock it all over. Yeah. And so I just think, like, we're on, we're on a journey as a creative team behind this show of, like, what does this mean to be in different physical contexts, whether that's, mm-hmm. a you know, a community, the literal building that we're in is really different. Um, and how do we kind of get the audience where they need to be so that when they walk through that curtain, they feel like they can have agency over the space. Well, and, and here at Writers Theatre, com- the four-year-old audience is competing with a lovely playground that's right next door to the building. No, 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 we want to go there. No, I promise you, come in, come in here and build a fort. I actually was like walking outside and I heard sounds on the playground that sounded quite a bit like the wind chimes in our <laughs> show. It was a funny uh, thing. Like, but what storms have ruined? not just kids, there are adult-only nights. Yeah. And so I'll be extra curious to see what happens with adult-only nights, which is BYOB. Not here. So. Will yeah? Will writers make a signature fort cocktail? I hope. I hope so. I hope so. I'll make one for yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be an interesting like, I mean, not just kids. It like I wonder what adults that are going to see Eurydice will be like. You know what? I'm going to come back for you know. I'm just yeah. so curious what this audience will be like. It's so great that Filament gets to broaden its audience by coming to a different part of town. I mean, it's we're Chicago land area, but yeah, the North Shore is wildly different than downtown. Um, and I see that both of you today are wearing rugged yet fetching jumpsuits. Is this your costume, your uniform? Are you part of the show as well? We are not no. part of the show. Okay. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but their filament has sort of a tradition of wearing coveralls, and so... In the spirit of first preview, I was I decided to wear my coverall, and um, also photos are today, so it's just like fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I'm a big believer in the jumpsuit and the overalls, and I moved from Chicago to Australia last December, and there was a going away party, and I didn't realize this, but the invitations for the going away parties invite said that the dress code was Julie Ritchie chic <laughs> and I walked in and I was like everybody's wearing overalls and jumpsuits and Chrissy Filman's managing director was like yes we know they they're all dressed like you so why do toddlers get all the fun fashions I say well indeed and and um th- welcome back Thank first you. of all but also thank you for restoring a sense of play to this to plays, to what we do. Instead of show, it should be just, we should call it a play. I think if we called it an experience, it wouldn't be correct either. So pretentious, too. I know. Like, do you want to come to the Ford's experience? Barf. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. The Filament Theatre production of Forts runs at Writers Theatre through November 26, 2023, then returns to its Filament Theatre home and runs there for the entire month of December 2023. Go to writerstheatre.org and filamenttheatre.org for more information. 
Then send us your fort building material of choice via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. Thanks as always to acclaimed fortist Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Joe Goodman. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Jenny Mazels, the artist behind and illustrator of many pop-up books, including my favorite pop-up, Shakespeare. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 881-2643rds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. It feels like the sequel to Forts has to be called The Floor is Lava. <laughs> I was like, yes. File that away. Yes, that no, away. I can. <laughs> so many ideas. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.